we have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's, it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to another edition of a Purely Arsenal podcast. We're back. We missed the weekend's games. Obviously, we're watching it, but um, we couldn't get on. James was very busy. Neil was busy. I was busy. And um, of course, we didn't win. So we're going to get branded with the old brush of, you know, you only record when you're winning, but we don't care. James Johnson, how are you doing? Yeah. Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Fantastic. Big game. I mean, a lot of people saying, well, in a way, sort of season-defining games, well, every round at the moment, isn't it, really, with the Europa League? And it's really hard to judge it because you're like, well, you know, you're not used to prioritising sort of cup competitions in such an early stage, but because of how poor we're doing <laughs> um, elsewhere, you, you, you don't really have a choice, do you? And um, obviously, the weekend, which we will touch on, massively disappointing, massively frustrating um, again. But um, I, would, I would have taken... I would have taken the two drop points there to get a result like this um, away from home. And obviously, still a long way to go. But um, for periods there in that game against Olympiacos, it was it certainly didn't feel like we'd come away with a 3-1 victory. So, delighted with it. Um, James, what were your thoughts and emotions during the game? I, I felt we were... I mean, we've got to stop shooting ourselves in the football. We'll get to that. But overall, it's a really half-time but really positive result to take back to um well to, to our home ground finally yeah yeah um like you said for me absolute roller coaster um and it's it's sort of why uh you love football um <laughs> even though some of it was painful it's, when it goes your way yeah 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 exactly exactly like not to throw all the old cliche you know do the old fast show bloody jumpers for goalpost routine but um, no you, you're sat there and you're watching it and within the first you know five minutes we should be 2-0 up you've got the one from Tierney into Odegaard that he fluffs his lines you've got the Abamyang header where Bellerin actually puts in a brilliant cross and you're like oh my god he's finally put a ball in and we fluffed it and you're thinking it's going to be the same as Burnley again where okay we're dominating but we're just going to throw it away in the end because we're not taking our chances you know everyone keeps going oh yeah but the refs oh but the mistakes and did it and I'm like well when you do your business up front and you, you know when you convert your chances you don't really care about the VAR and the refs or the you know the um, the well my tra- I've lost my trailer thought there yeah you don't care about the VAR or the refs or um you know, when, when, when we make these defensive errors, if you look at um, Man City the other night, and I'm not comparing us because obviously they've got players that blow us out of the water, but look what happened there, Foden, that's the most clear and obvious penalty I've seen in weeks compared to, next to the next to um, the handball against Burnley, even Guardiola said it, yeah, the handball against Burnley and then this, he's like, how did they both not get given? But Man City didn't moan, didn't cry about it and went and gone and done the business. That's just what, you know, we said it a couple of weeks ago, you had arguably worse referees during the Invincibles era. <laughs> yeah, because we're so good, <laughs> the referee becomes insignificant. So, yeah, that's 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 uh, how I answer that one. But no, we we should have been well up. And then, um, 
you know the way the way the game's going. Obviously, great goal, and you're thinking, oh, okay, this is this is good. Going into half time, it's only one nil, but you're like, well, they're not really showing nothing. They're not really showing nothing, but you just know that the Arsenal DNA has got that something's going to happen. And then obviously mistake happens. We we all go mad and go, oh, there you go. We fluffed it again, and um, you get you get two. You know, you get one brilliant clutch goal from Gabriel, and then you get the third one from the guy who, when he comes on, <laughs> half of my Twitter and me included goes, "Oh well, we need a goal, and he's bringing El Nini on, oh, for God's sake!" And it proved proved right in the end. I was thinking it. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I was thinking. I'm yeah. sure I text uh, my dad something yeah. similar to that. Um, but I said it tongue in cheek, like it comes El Nini to to break their back line, and I, and then <laughs> ten minutes later, I went, "I did tell you, to be honest." Yeah, it was complete yeah. sarcasm. But um, but yeah, you know, I reminded me a little bit. Um, in a way, early on of the Benfica away game, you know, with missed chances, they 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 looked so poor in that first forty-five minutes, just like Benfica did. And you really felt that if you if you finished your chances, the, the tie the tie would have been over there and then. And um, we we know Olympiacos have a little bit more pedigree, certainly at the moment in European competitions than than Benfica. But they really and for all as well as as good as we look, they really did look. I thought they looked poor throughout. I think they had two shots on goal, one which mm. we'll get to, which was completely gifted to them. Actually, both were gifted to them. I think. Um, just, just complete gifts. They, they, they were only ever creating out of our um, mistakes, which we, which we love to give to teams, um, which were, which were also get to. But yeah, you're right. First five minutes, the Odegaard one remind me a little bit of Pepe's one against Burnley, to be honest. So at least he made contact. Yeah. At least he made yeah. contact. But again, both, both times got to do better. Pepe obviously has to do better against Burnley and Odegaard, which we'll get to because he had such an interesting game. I thought at both ends. Um, just very involved and there's no question you can say about that and then Aubame- I think Aubameyang should do better there to be honest mate what do you think with that header um, I, I don't know for me the fact that he actually made contact with it yeah so you're, you're judging his header is improvement to me but yeah I don't know um, I'll have to I'll have to watch it again but I, I just I was just surprised that he actually made contact with the ball in the first place yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you um Saka was obviously being targeted, wasn't he? I mean, early on, I felt he was being targeted. And the only sort of irritation I had with the ref throughout, who I thought ref the game really well, let it flow way more than you ever see in the Premier League. There was times I was watching it going, they they would call about four or five fouls here and they've not mm. called them. And um, he just let it, and they weren't fouls. I felt Olympiacos were playing for fouls a lot because they couldn't get the ball. So every time they got the ball, they would just drop in. Um, there were so many instances of that, you know, um, they got the ball up our end once. I think Saka just stood there and this guy just fall, fell over and, mm. um, and and the ref wasn't having any of it. He was really good at recognising that, I thought. Just not booking their players early enough for basically just fouling Saka about 12 times in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> and one of them wasn't nice, you know, a stamp on the, on the foot. Yeah. I, think, I don't know if the first uh, booking was Gabriel, but it was certainly close to being the first booking. And, and it was just one, it was just a simple foul one time. So I think there he was a little bit frustrating. But um, but yeah, yeah, early on, it felt like, oh God, missed chances, missed chances. But encouraged um, James, like in, in this away game, the real encouragement for the, for me, and I don't know about you, was um, when it went to 1-1, I know it was reversed because we came back against Benfica, but we really should have been out of sight by the time they scored the, the, the penalty that they got. But when it got to that, it felt like as a collective, we really settled for the 1-1. 
which which I thought was such a risky move, and it turned out. Oh, now we got away with it, but it really was risky. I mean, one yeah. one 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 away from home in Europe is no longer a very good result, is it? Mm. I mean, it's really not because they get one goal against you, and suddenly it creates huge problems, doesn't it? So yeah. it just. Um, but were you really encouraged at that one one point where it did look? It looked like that was Olympiakos's best period, right? Just after they scored, and we'll get to the specifics of the goals. But did you feel? Um, quite encouraged by the fact that we kept playing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, like you said, the problem for me was, was I was like, okay, well, their goal um, was a complete gift. But then we do what Arsenal typically do. And I've said that we've done it since Eduardo at Birmingham City and Galas throwing the strop and all that. We just momentarily just lose all sense and, you know, trail of thought and everything else because we're, we're just panicking. Like we just we just set into panic, and if you if you look at it again, their next one, um, they actually play through the lines and play actually their best little decent spell of football, and then Bellerin makes and it's a brilliant block if you watch for, if you watch it again it's a it's such a good block from Bellerin, because um, I'm like then that would we could have that was easily going to go in and then we're two one down and then we're proper like oh for fuck's sake what we're going to do now, so. Uh, that's the that's the thing is is that obviously yeah we people are saying oh yeah but we're coming back and we're looking more valiant and you know we're playing much better when the adversity's coming and I agree with that but at the same time I'm like yeah just don't just don't drop yourselves in the mess in the first place like all the all the goals that we've conceded recently and all the errors they're all preventable and most of it comes down to communication. And I'm just like, well, that's the most easiest thing any of you can do. And it's not from young players. Like you, like we were talking about on the WhatsApp, um, you, you said it. You're like, James, these are all our experience. Like, these are some of the people that have been here the longest. Like they're the most, some of them are the most tenured ones. And yet they're the ones that are making all the errors. And the frustrating thing is, obviously, that they're the ones that our manager yeah. puts a ton of yeah, faith in. Yeah, and also as well, the, the hardest thing is, is um, some of them are the ones with the loudest voices. Yeah, and and, that, and, I'm, I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, you shouldn't be saying a word, mate. You 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 do your job, and then come out and yeah, you know, yeah, the, give the, it. Ca- the captains of the team on a pitcher are the Luises and the Jackers, right? Yes. It doesn't matter where the armband yeah. is. And, and, yeah. and unfortunately, those are the most, well, two of the most error-prone players in, in, in the game. The frustrating thing, I'm sure he's saying it at half-time, James, but it literally was, hit. that's a biased moment. It, we were hinting at it from the start of this mm. game. It wasn't like it just happened like Jackers against Burnley. It was no. a one-off crazy moment. Um, it, I mean, you had, and we'll get to Odegaard's good parts because there was a ton of them, but I mean, that's really... That's really poor from Odegaard because he's just yeah. literally. You, I mean, again, you plan across the face of your goal, but if you're going to do that, at least look up. Mm. Uh, he, he doesn't look up. He's no, looking down no. at the ground. He, he's doing it, a blindsided pass. Yeah, I thought it was too I mean, lazy. That's just. I, I mean, in fairness to Mikarta, I don't know how you coach that out of someone. No. What do you say? You start smashing heads or something. It's just unbelievable. And then Luis is one again, just okay, just being trying to be too cute with it, and it's all like. Yeah. And we shouldn't have to have a discussion point. We can clearly tell playing out of the back um, at times makes sense, right? And we know that Mikel Arteta wants to do it. And I'm so 
for him sticking to his guns, unlike Unai Emery. Do you remember when we played with Unai Emery and we could clearly tell first game we were trying to do this and we were like, we ain't got a players to do this. Got Petr Cech and go, yeah. what, what are you doing? That was against City, yeah. wasn't it? And, he, and, he, yeah. and, he, and he, he basically, after the sort of 22 game unbeaten run and we went a bit through Lally, he just went away from it, didn't he? He went, oh, I'm mm. not doing that anymore. Mikhe- mm. In fairness to Mikel, no matter how much we screw up at it, he keeps doing it. And, and and that's fair play. I mean, he's having faith and he ain't got the players to do it, but he, keep, he keeps doing it. Yeah. But, but it's not about not doing it, James. This is game state intelligence. This is game in the moment intelligence, right? Um, you know, with, with Odegaard's one, I, th- I just think it's individual there. You, just, you can't be doing that. That's, that yeah. is schoolboy stuff. But Luis and, 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 and Sabayos, they, they, they know, uh, and sorry, Lelo, they know as well. They, they know better than this um, to do that. And at that point where I don't want to go with the goalkeeper, comparisons but I definitely feel in this situation Leno is far more to blame than um, than he was against Burnley yeah. um, because I just felt he, 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 you know he was kind of pinned back Xhaka was really calling for the ball against Burnley and I do feel Xhaka had real he could have played it first time he wasn't anywhere mm. near as under pressure as surprise no. became right but this one yeah. I mean Leno Leno was on the edge of his box he could have gone right with it to Luis he could have gone left with it to Gabriel there's no need to play it into Sabas there now if you're Sabas at that point going that's an idiot ball I'd kick it out or just smash it out of play mate mm. but the ball shouldn't be played to him in the first place. But there's no. also an argument, James, the ball probably shouldn't have been played back to Leno from Xhaka either. Yeah. Harsh on Xhaka, but I don't no. really see the need in it. Do you? No, I agree with, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a compound of all three. Um, you know, you, you're talking about uh, the Burnley one. If we go back, that, that routine that we're doing there, that we attempt to do that box pass routine, however risky it is, that's something that, <clears throat> Sorry, that's something that we've been doing with Arteta, like you said, since his first game that he came in. So the fact that Jack hit that the way he hit it and, every, and took that extra touch, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, this this one here, um, okay, yeah, I agree. Jack should never have played it to him in the first place. However, Leno for me, and this is where I go back to it, and I I think he's. I think he's brilliant at some things and terrible at the others. And I've always said that where we want to go to, the level that we want to go to, I don't believe we're going to get there with him as still as our goalkeeper. And I'm prepared to take pelters for that. Um, but I, I just do not see in that guy um, a goalkeeper that will win you the league. And that's what, you know, or, or yeah, I know we want to get into top four and then, but I'm like to push to win the league. I don't believe he's a go- good enough goalkeeper because he has too much doubt in himself. I believe that he over questions himself too much. And then that feeds into how he plays and everything. I mean, it, that ball to Sabios, you're playing it straight into their press. Like you said, w- why in his head he thinks that's a good area to play the ball? is absolutely ridiculous. Like you are literally passing straight into the press. And if you think that I'm like, you need, you need to go, you need to go sideways. You need to pick a side. Like you said, you go right over there or you go left, but he goes straight down the middle, Jack. And it's just like, well, how did you, you know, it's easy for me because I'm not a goalkeeper and I'm not, but just, and I'm looking with a fan's eye, but I'm literally like, what possesses you to think? Playing into their press 
is the right thing to do. And there's times for me where I look at it and I'm like, I know that Arteta has coached this in and he gets a lot of blame for this. However, I'm like, he cannot coach human error. And there's sometimes, and we've all had it in our jobs where we're told like, this is the way it's got to be. This is the way you do. And sometimes you might cut a corner or whatever, but you just, you, you know, you do the usual look. Sometimes it's easier to ask for your forgiveness than it is to ask for your permission. And I'm like, he should himself just go, Oh, I know he wants me to kick it out and be nice and everything, but I'm just going to humding this. You know, I'm just going to punt this one because Martinez done it. And I don't remember Arteta really having a go. You know, I don't remember Arteta really having a punt about, oh, Martinez ain't playing the ball out the back nicely. Or, do you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to make the comparison because he's gone now. And I don't, I think it's unfair to go, oh, look, I don't like making that comparison anymore. However, it's it's just like I said, what what went through his head to think that area there? Because we all know we've said it before. We all know how immobile Sabios is. But also, I mean, you go back to the communication thing, James. I mean, at that point, there's no one in the crowd, so there's no excuse at that point. If you play yeah. that, even if you play that ball, you once you see four people heard him, the first literally your your first comment has to be clear it. Out, man, on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. that like I, I think myself in the in the in the moment of the game, and, and you don't see that from the keeper. You also mm. don't see it from Sabios to say, or Xhaka, for example, to say, "Don't give me the ball here. Go wide." Do you know, like, like it's, it's it's for me. We just got mushy peas mm. for brains. Like it's yeah. just absolutely. It's, it's the lack of effort to get back on the line as well. I'm like, you need to be sprinting there. He's, he's way out of, when he passes it, though, isn't he? Yeah, the area. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, he's sort of half ass goes back. Uh, for me, I, 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 maybe I'm being too harsh, but I don't think he put enough into, you know, I don't think he put enough into um, rectify it. I also think there just needs to be a collective discussion here because obviously Arteta didn't look that happy at the end of the game maybe no. because of these errors and he shouldn't be mm. but it needs to be a collective you know you know when collectively you do something there's this nervousness about the team and I don't think it's coincidence we've had four or five of these instances in yeah. the last three or four games I think collectively we have to say guys any pressure around there in the next game any, which which the next game is a team that f- absolutely bases their whole game on these errors and we we're, we made what seven out of 14 since January the worst yeah. in the league yeah. so in the next game just, just sit down for half an hour and be like anything that looks dodgy just go along with it just go along with it and we'll win it from there and okay play it around the back when you can if the ball's on great if it's a safe ball great go wide with it don't go down the centre with it unless there's no one on him but also I just go back to the quality of the player right we used to have a player in there called Sani Cazorla which basically eat both of these times as bad as those balls were he'd make them look good because he ain't losing yeah. He, yeah. do you know what I mean so it's it's you've got to understand the level of player that you're playing it to as well mm. Plan, mm. first of all you're playing it to Xhaka he's a one footed player and you're making him turn on to his right not a great idea still think it's Xhaka's fault generally because he's absolutely pinged it right in the chest of someone but but in this case, yeah, I, I put the blame a little bit more yeah. on Leno. Arteta said on um, BT after the game, because they asked him about it. It was a really weird, I don't know, it was a really weird interview. It was like, he's won 3-1 and he should sort of be ecstatic. But he yeah. still seems a bit pissed off. <laughs> and um, yeah, he said um, he said that Leno wasn't concentrating and reading the game. 
So he's because they asked him, is you know, this is your and I think he gets personally offended when people criticize his philosophy, which most people do. I think if you put your time and your effort and passion into something and then people are slagging it off, probably piss me off as well. <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah, he just said, Yeah, he he did, he's not reading and concentrating properly. And I'm like, Well then wow. you need to I'm like, you need to get on your goalkeeper. And again, it goes to what we were all talking about on WhatsApp uh last night is the environment because he knows I can keep making, you know, okay, we've signed Matty Ryan now, but he's only played the one game and that was because he was suspended. And it's literally a case of he's only here in case he gets suspended or injured. And I'm like, no, he should be here going. You're, you know, where he doesn't see any other goalkeepers there as a threat. He's like, well, I can afford to make a mistake because I'm not going to get dropped the next game. Yeah, that's I don't the know. Wrong, I mean, that's the wrong. That's the wrong level. Possibly. I, I, think, I mean, I look you know. in, in history though. We never really. I mean, when Lehman was at his best, he had no one really hitting at him, did he? No. Especially he came along later. Seaman. I mean, yeah. he had Richard Wright a bit later, but no one really. Yeah. yeah so it's like the thing is, there is is like I said earlier, the elite in themselves. Yeah, and they were elite level goalkeepers. Yeah. You know, you look at David Seaman, I think it was what, in the 91 season against Leeds, he gets stamped and ruptures a testicle uh, just before half time. <laughs> they sew it up, he goes back, still plays, keeps a clean sheet. You know, he ruptured, yeah, I think it was the 91 season. He ruptured, yeah, ruptures his testicle, mate, and still plays. Layman, yeah. for however much of a nutter he was, and Layman was one of the ones as well when the mistakes happened. Like we were saying, like we were saying as well, you look at Burnley, Jack is our perceived hard man, for want of a better word. You know, he's the guy that they're all, you know, oh yeah, if it, if he gets into it, Jack is the one, Jack is the one. I'm like, who's going to him? That's poor that, mate. I said Tierney or Louise, possibly. None yeah, of the others are going to go. You know, the odds Yens would have gone, don't you ever do that again, grabbed him by the throat, pinned him yeah. up, you know. Yeah, need a bit of that. This is just too too much noise. Yeah, it's, it's like yesterday. Stuff. Who's who's the one in the squad yesterday that's going to go to Leno? Poor that mate. Like Sabios should have been raging at him. Yeah. Why did you Why did you pass me it there? Yeah, but but I think that we're not going to change the way we play, and I don't necessarily think we should. It's just that it's really no. the players have to take it on themselves to understand the moment in the game and understand when it's time to do it and understand when it's not time to do it. This wasn't the time to play it out, or if it was, go wide with it. And it was yeah. quite obvious that to me from Leno's perspective for this one, that the mm. Burnley one, okay, I mean, you go back, I mean, we scored our goal against Burnley from 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 breaking the press and we know Burnley kind of like to do a bit of a press yeah. but against I mean we'll move on to the Tottenham game shortly but against them that they they are going to feed off those kind of things so when in doubt yeah. go, they've got three strikers that are, that are really on fire so I just, I, I just play worry long. yeah I just worry that I'm like Leno's got in his head oh yeah but if I do play it long they're all going to have a go at me who cares who cares do you know what I mean if he I plays that if he plays that long and, you know, we carry on and win the game, I don't know, 3-0 or something. I know we're dealing with hypotheticals. Where I don't think Mikel Arteta is going to bring it back and go, oi, by the way, on that uh, 55th minute there, look, you, I want you play. He's not going to care because you've won the game. He's not going to give a shit what you do. But I think, uh, I honestly, I think he's got such little self-belief in him. I, I, honestly, I, I don't. Cause he, it's in, hard in, though because he, he does seem when he speaks he seems very confident. yeah yeah that's, very I, confident I, I you're talking more about actions and things like that yeah but, um you know uh, 
look, we're gonna, it's hard to cross it off because collectively we're, we're doing it so often. We're shooting ourselves in the foot so constantly. It's, it's just so frustrating to watch that. I mean, I'm watch, watching this game and I'm watching the 40th minute at the moment and, and there's literally nothing from them. We're, we're playing no. so well. We're so, yeah. we're so by far the better team. And, I, and I'll put my neck on the line here, no matter what happens on Sunday, and I know Mourinho will absolutely love playing us, be licking his lips watching this game. But um, I still believe we're the better footballing team. But, are we are we are we more intelligent? And and proof at the moment is we're just we're a really naive team because we're making errors that to be honest you you wouldn't see this often at a schoolboy team to be honest. No. And yeah. and that's what's really frustrating. Again, the Luis one. I mean, what's he doing? He's going back inside. Mm. He's trying to play a cute ball when there's two players in the box. It's like just go wide with it. I mean, I want to play good football all the time, but at, there's a time and a place to do it. Well, you know, and, and we're one nil up at that point, and there's no real need to to try to play and take those risks from your own box at that point. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If the ball's on, play it. Of course, yeah. play it. And I know other teams make these errors too, but we're making a lot in quick succession. But let's just move off it for for a second get back to some of the good stuff that happened in the game because we were good we were good very yes. good going forward I thought everything really good um, until we came off ran through Odegaard for me I thought er- almost everything ran through him and I, I thought this was um, I thought he was very good at Benfica away as well to be honest but um, mm. it didn't come off for him in this game, he did. We saw against Villa, he had that shot ballooned over the bar and he was hitting it with his laces. I can't remember the last time we had a number 10 that really decided that as their first option to just basically lace it, right? Burkamp was always a bit of a placer, top right-hand corner, right? Mm. Ozil, right? He's like a feather. Um, you know, so it, it's quite interesting. I mean, but that, I mean, it reminded me, I said it reminded me of Thierry Henry one against Man U in the Invincible season where we drew 1-1. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a great goal. You know, yeah. And it, it just reminded me of that because it was down the centre. I think it was, I um, mm. can't remember who was in goal from. It was the old West Ham goalkeeper who was in goal. Carroll. Carroll, that's right. Roy Carroll, yeah. Roy Carroll, that's it. Goes way back. But um, mm. but it, it reminded me of that. And so someone says, the goalkeeper's terrible. And of course, the goalkeeper's going to look at that thinking he's going to yeah. be better. But if you no. watch, he doesn't even get his hand near it. I mean, he's flapping his mid He's never, never going to save it. Which tells me it must have been hit with some power, mate. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. And what did you think of Odegaard's performance? I thought it was pretty standout going I, forward. I really like the guy. I know I know that he made that mistake. I really, really like the guy. Um, obviously, I know and I agree with Neil that he shouldn't be curtailing the likes of Smith Rowe. Um, he should be there to challenge Smith Rowe. And then, like we've said, I don't think they can play together. How, uh, however, I look at it at the moment and I'm like, he's currently picking Odegaard over Smith-Rowe for whatever reason. And um, he's producing. Had his little injury, didn't he, as well? So. Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, Smith-Rowe, uh, sorry, Odegaard is, is producing. Um, I, just, I just think that he's, you know, we're talking about the lack of intelligence in some player. I just think he's an ultra intelligent because he's sometimes working quicker than the players that are around him. And it's just the, the range of passing, whether it's short, whether it's long and everything else. It's just so nice to see. I don't, you know, like you said, I don't think we've had a number 10 for so long that obviously, well, you talk about Ozil before, obviously his form dipped, but he's just at the moment, just literally like ping, ping, ping. He's just spraying it around with such ease. And I just think he's class, mate. I really, I'd bank on buying him now if we could, or if we can loan him again, then I'd definitely do it because I I think he's class. And you talk about the goal and um, who's hit one like that. I I think that's the 
cleanest and most powerful strike I've seen since Podolski was probably at the club. Yeah, he used to do it all the time, didn't he, Podolski? Yeah, he yeah, didn't have a lot yeah. else about him, but he no. got a shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get him on that left foot in time and space. Yeah. It's the hammer, isn't it? You know, yeah. he used to you 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 put two or three goalies on the line. They're not stopping. Um, yeah, I, I was I was well happy. I mean, uh, I don't think I think we were under you know double digits for shots and goals outside the box. So to creep them up a bit with two in one game is yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and from unlikely sources. I mean, if you look exactly. at our expected exactly. goals for the three goals that we scored, it was a bit like the Chelsea game. You know, we had, mm-hmm. the, I mean, no, you know, they had very low expectancy for Odegaard's goal and El Nenny's and for yeah. Gabriel's, which we'll get to. But I just think he's, he's such an intelligent footballer. Like you said, he's, he's mm-hmm. technically really, really gifted. He brings our technical level from the centre of the park up so much. And, and he had another one where he played it through to Aubameyang and he cut inside. And he, he, I thought Aubameyang was a bit lackadaisical with his shot, getting his shot off. And, he, and the defender got back and just blocked it. I think that was just yeah. after we went 1-0 up and I remember being frustrated that Bamian just didn't cut and hit straight away mm. he just took a second but again it's a great through ball from Odegaard he just feel, he just finds spaces so different to Smith Rowe who doesn't have necessarily the technical quality or the passing vision on the ball but I do feel Smith Rowe just has other qualities I think he's, he's probably better off the ball you know in terms of his running and his, his, yeah. his finding of space and I do mm. I do. Oh, it's early days but I do think Smith Rowe is going to be someone that really has that ability to get goals and but from late oh yeah definitely he's more tenacious like yeah. um, I, I, in, in like a crunch situation where it's like right you could score but you might also get injured here I think Odegaard probably pulls out Whereas the Smith Rowe, even though his injury record's not great, he would he's he's all for the cause. He's like, yeah, I'll take smashing my leg to bits to score that goal or to assist that goal. Yeah, he'll definitely start on Sunday, Smith yeah. Rowe, because it also his yeah. ball recoveries are just out. You know, yeah, they are. Ability to yeah. work back is a little bit better, I think, than mm. Odegaard. He's got. I mean, he's, he doesn't not work hard, but he seems to press mm. on the front, doesn't he? he? Doesn't necessarily don't see him coming back and tracking back too yeah. much, but which yeah. is which is okay. But but we're just um, an understanding of that. But I thought if we're talking about playing out of the back, and really that goal came from Olympiacos trying to play out the back and us just pressing yeah. into the right area. It was great first time. No, no other midfielder plays that ball that we have plays that ball that party did first time mm-hmm. to Odegaard, right? If he's Shacker, he takes two or three touches and that moment's lost. Yeah. And it's, yeah. just, it's simple things. Like, it looks so easy, but it's just that first time ball makes it look really simple, right? But I just thought, yeah, at that point, we'd had better chances than the Odegaard one, but being 1-0 up, it was great to get an early, sort of relatively early away goal because you, you know mm-hmm. how important an away goal is. Um, and then I, I feel we do this thing where we start to play down to their level a little bit. We did the same thing with Benfica and they started to look a little bit um, different in the second half. And I didn't think they did anything special in Piarcos. I just felt we started to sort of play down to their level. And I was really concerned which obviously we've touched on the goal enough. Um, but when, when they went 1-1, I was I was really, really concerned that we were just going to try and see it out. And obviously we went to Olympiacos and 1-1-0 last season and that wasn't enough. Yeah. So we, we, we yeah. know what they've got. And we also know their ability late in games to sort of score goals. They're, they're renowned for it, aren't they, in Europe? Yeah. Um, so I was really, really encouraged by um, our sort of desire to keep going even at 2-1 to be able to keep going mm. and try to score. And, and, and then when we went to 3-1, which would be understandable to shut up shop, I thought Pepe and, and, and Bellerin were still getting forward. We had one yeah. go across the line. We could have gone 4-1 up, I think, at that point. Um, so I was really, really encouraged. Um, let's get to Gabriel, mate. I mean, what a goal. But also, I thought it was his best performance since he's come back from, from having COVID. What about you? 
100% agree with you. Yeah, man of the match for me. If you um, if you look at his numbers, he, he got 100% on his aerials, 91% passing accuracy, I believe. Um, 80 touches, five ball recoveries, three clearances, two tackles. So obviously, and he was on a booking early. So he, he had a great performance considering he was on a booking. Um, made one interception, got one goal. And he also got one assist. He was the one who laid the ball on to Elneny for his goal. So it still counts, even though uh, Elneny had to dribble it quite a while and then smack it. He, he still got the assist for that. And then he wasn't dribbled past the whole game as well. Not that they really did much, but yeah. So massive game for him. And like you said, best game he's had. And he, he needed that as well. Um, he, need, he needed a game like that because we've all said he's the best centre-back in the club. But is he the best partnership at the moment? In because Mar Mari's seemed to have played better with Louise and with Holden. He seems to be more comfortable off the two. But no, I, I think now a game, you know, a game like that, hopefully beds him back in because we know how talented he is. I mean, what what him and um, Saka have had the player in a month on lock, haven't they? Both of them there, you know, it's a, it's a two way street at the moment between them two as to who gets it. And also, like you said earlier, uh, before we even started recording. The goal comes from him. It's his own guile and his own determination to sprint in there. And it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant header. I mean, um, Willian, let's let's give him the props. He's got four on the he's got four assists on the spin, whatever way you want to try and I think three of go them about have been it. for Gabriel. Yeah, all of Gabriel's goals have been from Willian. All headers. Uh, Fulham, yeah, Fulham header, yeah, Wolves header, and this yeah. one. Yeah, 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 exactly. So so they've got something going on, <laughs> whatever. However small it is, there's definitely well, something going on between the two of them. That's one thing I'll give Willian. I mean, he's, I do think he's sort of dead ball. I know it was from a moving ball because it was a yeah. short corner, but his dead yeah, ball yeah, ability yeah. Is, is definitely better yeah. than almost anyone we've got. Yeah, I'll I give agree. that to Willian. And, and I didn't think, I, I was a little frustrated again that Pepe didn't start because I, I do feel he's offered more mm. throughout the season and I find it... I, I have a little issue there, not so much with Willian. I, I have a little issue with how Pepe's been handled by the manager. I actually mm. think that's one of the worst handlings he's he, he, he's done, to be honest. And I include people like Saliba in that and Martinelli in that. I think from the start of the season, I think he's been mishandled, Pepe. I think we'd be getting a lot more out I of him agree. Um, if we didn't basically sit but, with but him. No, I, really, I really like the player as well. Yeah. So slightly biased. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was very positive when he came on in this game again against Burnley. Obviously, people give him pelters for his miss, but if you look at yeah. what he did and how yeah. involved he was in the 20 nuisance, minutes. Nuisance player, mate. Yeah, absolute nuisance. And I, I do think, um, I think we're just seeing a player that's not really trusted by the manager. Basically, yeah. and I think that's what we've been seeing since the start of the season, really, and that's mm -hmm. why you see him in and out of the team, but really only in the team when other players yeah. can't be. However, he, he spends the most time with him, so I don't, mate, I don't think he's going to cast him aside because he clearly sees the talent. But yeah. it's a case of I hope not. he wants all the basic stuff done first. Yeah, but I, I think that's the problem we're having is, is I think he is doing a lot of the bait. I think he's improved mm. a lot in that area. And I think players that have come in for him, like, like William, who I think did absolutely mm. fine this game, great ball in as well. But yeah. um, but generally speaking, over, overall, I think he's been doing it a lot better than, than other players in that position mm. at the time. So, But but great ball by William. We were talking before off-air about um, great Arsenal headers in the recent past. 
And uh, to be honest, when I was watching that, I, I didn't even think he's getting to the ball because it's, it's a good ball by William, but he's going. To, I mean, he is sprinting to the left to get it. And um, he, he and obviously the VAR check, which would have been ridiculous because like you said, I mean, how, how do you leap like that without making some sort of contact? And it's not an elbow, uh, yeah. but the Olympiacos guy thought he's getting it, didn't he? Because he's gone down like a, like a sack of, potatoes and, and he's just stayed down oh, and I'm like Mavia isn't it you know he, Mavia he, I didn't he, even he, know what Mavia looked like you're never going to pass your Arsenal medical lane on the floor like that mate yes <laughs> yeah yeah exactly how often's he been linked to us blimey oh, um, but they, 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 they had an average a, age of Arsenal special he is weren't he <laughs> do you know they had um, their, their combined age of back their back four by the end of the game was 127 did you know that uh, which is unbelievable, isn't it? Socrates, Mavir, and then I don't mm. know who the other two were, but they were old. Um, but um, but it's an unbelievable leap, and he is yeah. really good attacker. We we said in the last part about Mari being defensively maybe better in the air, but I mm. mean he is our biggest threat from set pieces, Gabriel. Yes, no is. question. Yeah. And uh, we what don't was, have enough what of was that. The game a couple of weeks ago where he was sort of deployed as like an auxiliary forward near the end when we were chucking everything at. I'm trying to remember who yes, it was because yes. he was brilliant then he was, his headers were brilliant I'm trying to remember who it was we were playing I can't remember because he's been in and out of the team so I can't yeah. remember which ones he started enough it was Villa away or something like that I'm not that's sure that's it I think it was yeah I think it was Villa away I, yeah towards the end he was like staying up there a bit as like a I hate it when centre backs do that. Yeah. I understand yeah. the point of it, but no. But he was doing really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a fantastic header. I'm, I mean, my favourite header last few. I mean, Lacazette's one against Atletico Madrid. I remember thinking, what a header! I mean, he was about mm. he was about six inches smaller than the defender. Um, yeah. I, I do remember thinking that's a terrific header. But this this mm. one is one of the best ones I've seen from an Arsenal player in quite a while. I mean, I'm sure mm. there's better, but but and it was vital. 85th minute. I mean, to, to go two one there at that point. Um, um, was was absolutely fantastic, and then we make three subs a bit before that. Um, obviously, party comes off earlier, which we'll get to. Um, but El- just to double check, the El- anyway, it didn't come off the goalkeeper and go in, did it? So it's his goal. I can't um, tell. I think, I can't I think tell he tried. He, he tried to. He tried to palm it out, but it was too powerful. Right, then, okay, it hit the yeah. post and went directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. and I mean, um, I thought he might have hit the goalkeeper's back and gone in off the post. No, 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 no. no. Okay. He, he, he got a glove on it, and then. It's a bit, is you know, I'm not trying to compare him, but it was like the um, parlor against Cudicini, you know, he's the, the, the glove sort of, it was going in regardless, Cup final, but he yeah. still got a little, yeah, he got a little hand to it, but yeah. it's a brilliant yeah, I, strike. Yeah. And all um, of his, all of his goals have been in Europe and all of them have been outside the box. So yeah, one, well, it was one against yeah. Barcelona at a new camp. Yeah. Quite well, yeah. yeah and, and there was the one against Dundalk, weren't there earlier this year? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he bumped it again. But you know, a lot of people might go, oh, we were overly negative about how we played at the, you know, at the beginning of the pod and everything else. However, um, it's a great goal and I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from El Nenny because, you know, it's especially when it's a player that's much maligned like he is to do something like that. However, I'm like, like you said, 127 years, the space they give it, it's literally going, smack me, smack, smack me, smack me. They just, you know, I know we talk about how we just drop, drop, but I'm like, he had, he had a week and. <laughs> they were so exhausted in the last 10. Socrates was moaning at the ref for not ending the game earlier. I don't know if you yeah. saw it. Yeah. Ninety third minute, yeah. he got a corner, and he was yeah, like, saw, like yeah, that. I and I was like, yeah. I was like, you're you're three one down. Surely you want to go up the other end at this yeah. point. 
Um, and I hope I don't, you know, uh, but, but, you know, I was, I was like flipping Socrates. See, but literally, it, it was just an invitation for anyone to just smack that ball as hard as you can there. Yeah, it was, a fantastic it, strike. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was an, it was an absolute gift. Absolute what did you gift. think of a um, couple of players? Uh, what did you think of Party coming off early? Like, um, I thought he looked tired. There's been no yeah. reports of an injury. Arteta no. says it's tactical, but what we know about Arteta, I mean, he doesn't make changes in the 54th minute that often. Mm. So, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, we know he's still coming back from fitness. Is it simply that? Do you think, or do you think we oh, oh, should be reading more into it? I think it. Was, I think it was fitness. So you think it's just uh, about starting him on Sunday, do you? Yeah, but um, I don't. You know where he said it was tactical. He said, "Oh, I wanted someone to um, create more in between their lines," and I'm like, "Well, we were creating enough as it is. We just weren't. We just weren't taking it." Yeah, yeah. Basically, I'm like, I'm like there was no problem about creating anything. But um, I don't know. He, he didn't look happy when he came off, though, did he? He didn't. He didn't look pleased to be coming off, but. Yeah, I, I, I think it's saving him because he's, he's so vitally important. I mean, um, we risked him in the game at their place, and obviously it didn't come off. But you've got to have him. You've got to have him in if they're going to play Sissoko and Hoybjerg and try and break through. You need him in there. He's, you need that kind of guy in there for me, even if he's at half or seventy percent. He's got to play, mate. He's got to play. He's too. He's too good. Yeah, yeah. He's fantastic. I'm watching him walk off right now. Actually, I just thought I'd rewatch it. Yeah, he just, mm. just looks a bit down. Maybe he's just down about coming off. But um, yeah. But obviously, I'd said to saw something. Maybe he realised his fitness, his sort of fatigue, had set in a little bit. Mm. And um, didn't play. Um, oh, he did play against Burnley. But came off early against Burnley as well. Then he after sort of 60, 70 minutes. I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't finish many games. It, it mm. is commendable to, to just look at someone like. Granite Shaka in just in terms of how consistent he is in the team and just be like, well, you you, you got you got some fitness levels, mate, because we got mm. you know people dropping in and how like like no yeah. business. But um, but yeah, I th- I thought he had a fine fine game party. He's got to stop shooting from me. I know you said, well, can you please send me the compilation of party scoring screamers from <laughs> yards because I've watched him for about two months shoot and they all yeah. go into the second tier like they yeah. are flying into the second tier. He needs to take a leaf out of El Nenny's book. Mm. Um, but obviously, you know, you know, he's 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 the best midfielder we've got. There's there's no question about that. What did you think? I think Cedric was sick. What do you think about Bellerin today? I thought he was a lot better, looked fresher. Yeah. Um, still have concerns about that position for the long term. Mm. I thought he got forward really well, used the ball well, um, and um, that's the kind of Bellerin I want to I want to see. And he wasn't defensively vulnerable like we've seen. No, no. Um, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was his best game for a very, very long time. If if Gabriel didn't do what he did, I would have put Bellerin as my man of the match. I thought he, I thought he was class today. Um, yesterday, sorry, or today for you, but yeah, I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, I had no no issues with him, um, and his crossing was much. Like I said, his crossing was much better, and um, like we said about energy wise. Uh, you mentioned it right near the end. He played that one across the box and you thought if anyone gets a tap in here with 4-1 up, which would have been even, you know, 3-1's fantastic, but 4-1 would have been, I'd have been way more happier at 4-1 than I am at 3-1. So I was happy. saying the same I'm thing. Happy, but 4-1, I would have been like, oh no, we can definitely, because uh, I know one of the questions was about rotation that you got in. I saw that one come up on Twitter and I was just like, no, 
No, <laughs> before you even ask it. Oh, yeah. No. I'm going to ask that no. one from um, yeah, Jamie, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah 4-1, went. I'd have gone. Yeah, but yeah. no. But Olympia, I can't remember if Olympiacos dropped down from the Champions League to get into Europa this season. Or yeah, not. they did. They might have did. Might, yeah, might. They, did. So, yeah, they, I mean, they, they were, they were in, in a really tough group as well. I can't yeah. remember who it was. They were in a toughy group. So they're a good side. I mean, we we know they've already, already basically won their league, so they're, they're, they're a good mm. side. Um, and I just... I, I think we we dominated the game. I mean, like we said, there's two, two shots on target, both gifts from us, basically. And um, I think I think we we, we deserve to win by three one. Yeah. The frustrating thing was at one one. Well, that's why in the end I was quite really well, really happy at one one. Mm. I just felt oh, it it did not look good. It did not look good no. for us. And they started to come back into the game a little bit, which I hadn't seen for sixty minutes. And, and I was looking at it going, we're just taking party off, um, and and our, the player we brought on. Um, as, as, as not done as, as given away a clangor even though Leno's um, partly responsible at the very least and then um, and I was, I, was, I was very very upset and frustrated at that point so delighted to get out there with two late goals because again we talked about all season about us not doing enough in the last 15 minutes of games and I do feel against Burnley as well and no we didn't score but we at least we realised the game moment right we went it's win or bust and we've been saying this for so long now in the league and you know it, it looks like there's very little left in the league at this point anyway but 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 at least we went for it I mean in the end you're just nodding your head going how oh, we not scored here but that that's the way that is the way we should be we're going away to Burnley we're 1-1 we shouldn't be 1-1 there's an yeah. argument that from the 30th minute to the 80th minute against Burnley we should have been doing a lot more and I agree with that we should have been playing a lot more but at least something kicked in at some point um, and, and, and we and we went okay now we've got to go for it right we had so many chances in that last 5-10 minutes I mean you know that you just don't know how you don't get away and then obviously the, the, the shocking VAR decision which mm. I'm trying to avoid talking about yeah. um, corruption of referees but that's probably one of the worst we've suffered from all season I mean it's a oh, yeah, so decision and, and um, it's amazing to me the most amazing thing to me from that game was um, how quickly the ref was to overturn his own mistake which is ba- which you do not see refs in England. I mean, their ego's massive, isn't it? Um, you do not see refs in England overturn a call, let alone a call and a red card. I mean, he's overturned both of those. Mm. Uh, yet, an a clear and obvious error of just not seeing a handball um, for a pen, and and he's not willing to overturn that one. It's inc- it is incredible. But but I, I want to stay clear of the old. Um, we know they've they've screwed us a little bit in, in two or three games at the very least this season, and that. That, that was a big one. But again, you're not talking about it like City against Southampton if you just take your chances and you don't yeah. make that stupid calamity yeah. error at the back. They're so in, you've got to look at yourself first. Yeah. yeah. They're in exactly City will never remember <clears throat> that photo on one in a in a, no. in a week it'll be forgotten. So Yeah. But um overall, mate, great, great obviously it's half time. We still got to look into the second leg, which we're going to get to, but but really, really good result against the team and yeah. disappointing the weekend. So let's do a few fans' questions and see if we can get get a few. Sorry, I should have had it. I had it up and it closed down on me. Hold on. Um, let me go to. I know we had fans' question for the Burley game. Um, so any time you got a question, go to at purely Arsenal FP. So I'll try and go back and find some of the Burley ones. But obviously, if it's related to the Burley game specifically, we might have moved beyond that now. But um, mm. if not. I will um, definitely, definitely have a look. So let me have a look here. Hold on, hold on. I've got my brother answering his same questions again to Wally. Did Arteta make some great substitutions? Well, yeah, other than Sabios, Yes, John. Yes, he did. Um, yeah. um, but I think, again, Sabios, it wasn't all his fault. 
But yeah. um, but he's substitution. Obviously, El Nenny very good. I thought Smith Rowe obviously was a was a was kind of a, a sensible decision. And Pepe felt we should have come on a bit earlier, but but yeah, mm-hmm. right right thing to. I thought it was very again very positive Pe- Pepe to be honest, and just wanting to get a few more minutes. Um, Bernadette at Bras sixty eight. Bernadette sixty eight. Thank you, Bernadette. Always tunes into us. I think she one of one likes to watch us on the live YouTube feed. She likes to check my head's well yeah. shaven. I think. Um, <laughs> She says, you guys laughed when I asked, I think it was me laughing, when I asked recently if we had any chance of winning the Europa League, have your opinions changed, James? I mean, what were your thoughts? I don't really remember you laughing. It might have been me that was laughing. Yeah, so. I, I, need to, I need to get Bernadette to um, clarify because I probably laughed thinking like, well, yeah, on the form that we're on. However, I've said that we were winning it from the start. I've backed us. Yeah, I said at the start of the year, we're going to finish. I said, I keep saying, I keep putting us in the top four and we never do it. So I said, we're going to finish between fifth and 10th and win the Europa League. Okay, we can do that. Fifth and 10th. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So (laughs) if Bernadette Bernadette comes back and says no on a previous one, you said, then I'll hold hold my hands up. And I mean, um, Neil has said we're going to win a quad, then the quads become a treble. And now he's going on about the double, isn't he? You know, because community shield community shield trophy. <laughs> so, so we're going to go for I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know what we're going to call it. It's sort of yeah, I, I would say is it is it the B Tech tri- uh, double? But then I feel you know I feel bad because the B Tech's all I've got. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of insulting myself in a way. I um, I, I take it all all day. Yeah. But I, just, I mean, I'd I'd still be very reluctant to say you know I mean, we're, we're in it and, and if we go mm. through in the next one we're in it and we're, you know if we if we, if we win and, and go through we're in I'm the quarterfinals still... but I, 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 st- I, I can't think about it I can't I can't think we're close to it I think there's still some really uh, good teams in this there, I still say it there are two teams there are two teams that I'm like if we dodge them in the next one I'll be even more I'll be more confident but for me I'm like to win it you've got to beat one of them but there's just another one I don't want to play. You're talking about two English teams, right? No, 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 no. Um, I'm talking about one of the English teams and the other one's Villarreal. Yeah, they look great again, didn't I, they? There? Yeah, but I'm like, I do not want to play Unite. I don't want to play Unite over the, two legs. The Europa League specialist, yeah. Mate, um, you, yeah, but you just know all these bloody revisionist fans. I told you he was better than I said. No, you never. No, you never. You, yeah. you never. That's the thing. For however bad it's gone with Mikel and everything else, you you could see that performance-wise, there's small incremental things that are better. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, you couldn't watch that Unai Emery football and tell me it was going to sustain, and we should have kept more faith in it. It was, it was going, it was going, it was that, it was toilet. It was no, right, right decision. Yeah, but not the, the the thing with cups and Arsenal wing up. Arsenal is a case in point here, having never won in Europe. Um, mm. You know, not, it's not always the best managers that are the best yeah. in Europe, right? Rafa Benitez, for example. Right? Yeah. I didn't particularly think Rafa Benitez was nowhere near Arsenal, but he knew how to play a two-legged tie. He always knew how to play a two-legged tie. And Umar, Unai Emery has a bit of that, doesn't he? He knows how to play a two-legged tie. Remember, we, we'd go away and lose 2-0 at Rennes, but we'd come back home, and or 3-1, I think. We'd come back home and we'd absolutely batter it, wouldn't we? Yeah. And... Um, 
but he, he knew how to get through a two-legged tie. So again, in this one, I hope come Thursday, which we're not going to think about just mm-hmm. yet, but, but I, I t- cannot be in two minds. Yeah. You have to continue yeah. to play, act but like I, it's nil-nil, continue. I said, I said it the other week, if you want to win the thing, you've got to beat that guy down the road because that guy down the road is going to throw all his eggs in. I know that they're still quite good shout in the league and they've got the Carabao as well, but I'm like, he's going to put all his eggs in that basket. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm like, he normally, if he's not in the Champions League, I think every time that he's been in the Europa, he's won it, hasn't he? I don't know. Um, I, I, don't. I, think, I think so, yeah. I think every time that he's been in it, because when he was at United, he won it, didn't he? Mm. And uh, yeah, I think every time he's been in the Europa, he's won it. So well, Let's hope they draw Villarreal then. Yes. Yeah, that's what I want. Now, honestly, dodge either of them to. Yeah, I'm yeah. not... People keep going on about Man United. I'm not overly worried about Man United. Well, you they know, were all Yeah, Oli still hasn't beaten um, Arteta yet, but no, I'm not overly it, concerned. Milan had a fantastic goal disallowed. Well, should yes. have been disallowed. Yeah, no. Um, no. And, and they had, I think they had yeah. twice the amount of shots than United. United are a better away team though, so I still mm. expect them to go through actually. But Because yeah. again, 1-1 away from home. Is Milan great. had a lot of injuries, didn't they? So uh, they, hopefully some of their yeah. big names will come back. And then yeah, Zlatan and <laughs> a few others are out. Yeah, so so yeah, I've, I've, I've watched Milan quite a few times this season. They barely qualified for the Europa League. They qualified yeah. on a penalty shootout and went to about yeah. 30 penalty kicks. I know, yeah. Um, but so I, I don't necessarily think, I think I still think United will go through, but mm-hmm. um, I'm watching that block again from Bellerin. I, I couldn't tell initially that he blocked it, but I'm watching it again, just having a look. But yeah, there, it's a really dangerous it's moment. Class. It's in their best sort of 15 minutes of the game. That is the one yeah. time they split us yeah. open. And um, I, I still can't their, tell Bellerin. As well. Are you sure Bellerin gets a touch on this, are you? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he does. Just a little clip, but it's going wide. It's going where he pushes it wide. Um, thank you, Bernadette. So I, I, I mean, I, I can't really think like like that. You know, I, I just you mm. know, if we make it through this round, see who we get, take it round by round. But if we're making those kind of errors, Bernadette, then it really concerns me if we come up mm. against a proper team. Do you know what I mean? It's all, like about, it's all about the draw. Like if we can get the things to line up how we want them. Yeah, but let's face it, we we don't even this draw. I mean, we don't get nice draws generally, do we? I mean. No. Thought like we we just don't. I mean, Mourinho's got someone someone's hand in the old in, in the bucket because he gets. I mean, look at his draws across the the league, the domestic cups as well. It's been yeah. unbelievable. Um, yeah. Ash Gallagher, Ash underscore Gallagher. Good goalkeepers understand when to play out, despite the fact we have players who make a meal of things at the best time. Do you think this is an area that needs adjustment, both from Leno and Arteta's game plan? And we kind of touched on that, but we and, we and I think we agreed, right? It has to come. From from both an awareness but communication thing with Leno. I mean, I, I think he can definitely be a top four goalkeeper. I would kind of agree with you in terms of the title, but I, I think we're so far away from that. We don't have to worry mm. about it at this point. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I, I I say the same. I feel the same as what I said earlier. Um, I just think sometimes he's got a. If he's told that's what needs to be done, he needs to take it on himself to go. Oh fuck it! I'm kicking it long anyway. So I was eating something. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. I agree with you. I mean, yeah, I agree. I I, I think it's just game state, right? We still mm. play out from the back, but know the moment, know the time to play it into the centre of the pitch. Know who you're playing yeah. it to. Know what foot you're playing it on. So so many things. If they're crowded, just go wide with it. Don't no, no yeah. big deal. Go wide with it. Still keep yeah. the ball going wide. No yeah. big deal. It, it wasn't like he didn't have the options there. So no. he had two options. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Jamie Gillen at Swifty8711. Don't think Jamie's asked us any questions before, so thank you, Jamie. Welcome back. Uh, we had a little bit of a technical issues. I think we're talking about Jamie Gillen's questions at Swifty eight seven one one. I think that's where we left off. Too early to predict predicted eleven for the for the home leg. He's saying things like Carl Hine debut. I think yeah, I don't think that's happening, Jamie. But um, but he says maybe Ryan Chambers holding Mari Cedric party. Of course, El Nenny Pepe Smith Rowe Martinelli Lacquer that kind of team. I think a few of those could be in there. Um, I don't see us rotating that heavily though. Do you, James? Because it's still in the balance. Yeah, no, um, I would go for potentially the same that we played today, even though we're going to have a very emotional and tough game Sunday. And um, I would try and go one or two nil up early and then utilize the five subs. Yeah, I wouldn't complete, I wouldn't completely rotate because if we do and then he fluffs it, everyone will go, well, why did he change it? Oh, you know, especially if we get something out of Sunday, with the similar sort of team and they go, why has he changed the winning side? Oh my God. So uh, yeah, I would, I would play Zach, not exactly the same, you know, I've got my preferences who I want, but um, yeah, I would play, I'd play a similar sort of team, um, Aubameyang, Saka and, and I'd literally just be like, look, they're rubbish, but just get me a goal or two goals within 25 to 35 minutes. And then second half, just utilize the five subs. Yeah, I'm kind of on the level with you. I, I might, you know, because because certain players like like Saka, for example, mm. I, I, I I'd want even though I felt he, I also another one I felt looks a little jaded, a little tired in this game again and against Burnley. I felt so, and I, and I think we're going to need him at the weekend. So maybe that kind of player, Jamie, would be one to rotate out and give Pepe some minutes and and that. But I wouldn't rotate that heavily either because I just think you know we've got to go into the game. If we go into the game, we concede early. It's nervy and you and you're suddenly almost yeah. back to square one. So you've got to, to go into the game, secure it, and then do it yeah yeah it makes sense so i think yeah certainly a couple of changes could happen but um i, I wouldn't see anything much beyond that and certainly nothing that appears like it's sort of weakening the team so when you talk about the sort of goalkeeper changes and things like that i don't don't see him doing that to be honest um but um why do you feel we haven't seen sam i am underscore 21 sam underscore i underscore am underscore 21 sorry thank you sam um, why do you feel we haven't seen Martinelli at all? And how do you think Pepe can earn some consistent minutes? Uh, you want to start with Martinelli? I feel like we've touched on Pepe a lot. but Yeah, Christ. Um, I've, honestly, I don't know. Um, a lot of it is I feel that he's being eased back in. And then the other part of me is... Um, exactly the same as how Michael summed it up. I think if people can go back and find the last podcast Michael was on, uh, he, summed it up to a t- uh, he summed it up to a T. I think he, he airs on the side of caution and that is like what Michael called him the maverick player. And he potentially has the risk element high as well as his reward element. And um, clearly he's like, at the moment I can't, um, I can't do that, but I, I think a lot of it is due to the injury as well. I, I, I've said it before. I don't think Arteta is that stupid to completely chuck this guy away. I think he knows how good this guy is. And um, I believe as well, he'll probably get more chances next season because I believe Lacassette's definitely going to go. Aubameyang's going to be the main guy up front. And I think that left-hand side 
is one of Sach- um, sorry, um, Pepe or Martinelli or you know William. Or, or, or yeah, our 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 new captain, soon to yeah. be William. Yeah, yeah but I, I kind of I pretty much agree with everything you've said there. I think Martinelli can't forget that he's had a big injury. Then he came back and he had two more minor injuries. Mm. And you see that, and one of them being non-contact during a warm-up for a game. You, you, you probably just sort of take a step back, a bit like we did with Party, and just sort of take a step back. But also, you're dealing with a player that's not got the experience of party and obviously been through top level football that much before so I think we're just what would be nice from Arteta, um, Sam is, is for him to come out and sort of explain what his plan is with Martinelli right where does he envision him playing how does he see his progression coming into the team I don't think he speaks on that enough maybe he doesn't feel he has to at this point but mm. with Pepe I, I don't think he trusts him to be honest because I think we've seen enough from Pepe at this point with with how little we were firing throughout the season if he couldn't couldn't get into the team at that point I don't, I yeah. don't think he trusts him I hope I think- like you that he's tr- he's there's still a path for Pepe but I worry the longer this goes there might not be I think Saka's emergence on the right as well has completely completely ruined um, most but that's but I'm happy with that if that's if that's someone exceeding expectations and performing to such a level that it's bumped a, a player like Pepe out the side I can take that however I'm like most of Pepe's better performances this season have come on the left. So, you know, and I still arguably think in terms of the left-sided player, he's better than the what, but then, you know, the numbers aren't lying at the moment. If he keeps, I, I honestly believe that one of the, it might've been Louise, it might've even been the manager, but I believe one of them took William to the side and went, look, you need to buck up here. You really need to. And he's showing more willing. You know, he's making more runs. You know, he's he's giving and going at speed with Tierney and everything. You saw it in um, the game. He's, he's showing a lot more willingness to do things. And I'm like, he's clearly had a kick up the arse from someone. And yeah. he's responded. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's took him way too long. But it's finally, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got seven assists now, so it's more assists yeah, than Urza in the last three years or something. Yeah, but he's the best one at the club as well now. He's the top. Yeah, the that's club. devastating, isn't it? In a way, and there's nothing against William. It's just no. devastating that he's literally done, you know, done okay for about two or three games, and suddenly he's our top assist but maker. He's proving the boss right. Yeah, you no, know, he, yeah. he. That's what he said. That's what I got him for. Yeah, you know, it's proven yeah. everything, and it's he, a different type of. Uh, I mean, I know his one against Burnley was just it was a nice ball through, but a lot of yeah. his assists are coming from sort of those wide crosses, mm-hmm. and we don't really have players that do that too often. Nope. So, so that that's definitely providing a little bit of an alternative. Melvin Marks, tongue in cheek, says, "Is it worth playing out from the back if you score three great goals from it, but you can see ten crap ones asking for a friend?" Well, I, yeah, I think a little bit tongue tongue in cheek there, but I think we kind of spoke about playing out the back, and it's just that there's a you know time and a place for it. I don't think we should. Be be so rigid I do feel like Arteta is sometimes a bit too structured which is going into your Pepe feeling again on him being a bit of a maverick I always wonder how um, Arteta would be with someone like Alexis Sanchez because it's in a sense a very I mean he was much more productive but but very very similar in that in a sense that you know you couldn't really predict what he was going to do with the ball he'd lose possession a lot um, and the same with Pepe a lot of things he does are almost uncoachable aren't they I mean he, you know he does he, he goes for the risky things and, and Arteta is not 
a yeah. risky manager, is it? That's well, that's no. the thing. I mean, uh, everyone in the summer's like, oh, Jack Grealish, Jack. I'm like, he'd never buy Jack. If he did, oh, wow, I'd be sure. But I'm like, he'd never buy the likes of a Jack Grealish or anything. Yeah, he likes he likes the more robust, you know, te- um, maybe what they have in technical stuff. But he he likes the ones that are very very low risk. And I'm like Grealish, Grealish is literally you got to let me do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I, I'm yeah. like he he will, him and Grealish will clash like mad. I think if he ever yeah buy him. yeah he's a very very oh, he's, he, I don't think there's any denying he's a, he's a he's an overly cautious manager at times yeah. and yeah. Um, and um, he, he's all about system and structure right it's not pretty as such but we are playing our, our football is a, is a lot better a lot, oh, lot better is. since yeah, yeah. the turn is. of the year or since the Chelsea game really mm. um, the football is a lot lot better and and he deserves credit for that because I think I, I didn't see that at that point I didn't see it turning quite no. still got a ways to go so, mm. you know but but it's definitely a lot better Bernadette it's asked just, a great it's the one. whole unit isn't it just to click because sometimes it's like right that bit's working really well but then this bit's rubbish it's just getting the whole thing yeah yeah exactly yeah. and 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 then we've got to cut out the errors now like he said he said he thinks that something we can cut out pretty quickly but i think mm-hmm. collectively there's this feeling at the mm-hmm. moment about you know we're going to make a mistake there so we've got to change it just for a few games just change it up be a be, be more cautious be safer go long when yeah. you have to yeah. bernadette also asked do you think no european football might affect what players the club club can attract in the summer she was speaking offline or on, on twitter a little bit about it and saying she's you know really concerned about being attracted to certain type of players my bigger concern for no european football is is more sort of the the, the, the youth element you know and and uh, the players that we might have you know you talk about your diseases and Martinelli's and players like it's how we get in those players minutes if we don't have you any type of European football um that that's my concern the attracting of, uh, of a player I still feel like Arsenal would have that pull in a certain sense but what yeah about you? yeah no I'm I'm the same um the thing with me is is um I mean without even Europa League you know we already shop apart from obviously party and everything that we already sort of shop in that middle tier. And I'm like, we need, you know, we've all seen, we need to be, I, I mean, obviously you look at the likes of the Mari and even Cedric, who I think have both come on leaps and bounds. We look at them two going, well, they're not necessarily upper, upper echelon, but they've come in and they do a job. Like I re- I really like Mari. I actually really, really like Mari. I think he's a really, really tidy little player. Um, but I, I think as well with obviously what's happened with the Brexit and everything else, I think we're going to sign a lot of players that are domestic. I think we're going to look at either teams within our own division, potentially ones that have been relegated and players from the championship. And also I think we're going to utilise, like I said, that Brazilian, you know, we were linked with them. Um, the young lad that I put in what the guy from Santos, I'm trying to remember his name now, but uh, I think it's Kayo George or something. Oh yeah. 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 Striker. Yeah. Yeah. He's meant to be really highly touted Santos. Like he's meant to be the new thing over there. So I think we're going to utilize stuff like that, but no, I think, I think if we, if we got at least Europa league, then we'd still, I mean, you've got to remember at the end of this season, um, Adidas have got free kits to sell. Yeah, uh, they normally sell them anyway, 
However, they're much easier to sell when you've got someone, you know. I think, I think the, what was it, the party um, signing, the shirts that he saw, yeah, he bumped, he bumped the number up really high because obviously we got a big African contingent, haven't we, at Arsenal anyway, like the fans. So he bumped that up tenfold. Yeah. I think now, I think even, I mean, Tierney was the highest selling shirt, weren't he, for a very, very long time. There we go, yeah. mate. It's this our new yeah. winter burn, isn't it? Um, exactly. But what, we, um, and we're creating new collections every week. Yeah, 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 yeah. 424, that's a shop just down the road here on uh, oh. Fairfax in LA. Apparently Bellerin's hooked up with it, isn't it? Um, All right. And uh, that's where this four two. I didn't know what four two four mean. I didn't like, know what it was. Another formation, yeah. um, but four two four collection. We, we, I mean, we're mm. bringing out a lot of stuff. We're really trying to milk it, aren't we? With no fans yeah. and everything, we're just milking the old sales of all the clothing. But fair play, um, Budgie Simon asked a great question about consistent. How do we get consistency? And we've kind of touched on that, Simon. Um, about how does Arteta get consistency at the moment it's cutting out those errors but in order to do that Wenger used to say or, or the players used to underwear that they, they used to you know in the Invincible era those players used to take the onus on themselves as well right and obviously the, the, the coach would allow them a certain amount of freedom but it was about figuring it out you know figuring out the problem and trying to mm-hmm. fix it yourselves if I'm constantly coaching you you're never going to learn. So you need to, you need to learn how to fix that problem. And, and I get concerned with sometimes with the, with the, with the managers that, that guide every pass with their words. Um, I, I, I think that's sometimes maybe over coaching. So I, I just think the, these players have to, have to be able to think for themselves. They know today or yesterday that ball, that ball is not the right ball to play. It's, it's not rocket. It's very simple. I think it's it, trying to complicate the game too much. Just go wide with it. We're one nil up. Go wide with it, right? We're not trying to get a goal last minute. We're just trying to catch them out at this point. Go wide with it. Stay safe. They're not creating a thing. So don't, the only way they're creating a thing we saw in the first half was from us making silly mistakes in those areas. Don't do it. Like we should have been talking about that for 10 minutes at half time, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know why we weren't doing that. But um, one more. Expat Guna said a couple of days ago when we missed the last pod about European competitions again. Do the Panacees think a, a season out of the European co- competition could benefit us long term, um, making an all out push domestically? I'm not really of that thought process. I know it worked for Chelsea, but Chelsea mm. spend about five times what we spend. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at the. Uh, and if you look at old Swiss Ramble and the finances, I'm like, oh, look, we can't we can't afford not to have any kind of European football. I mean, I don't want to play in this bloody Europa Conference crap that they've made up. They're making a new thing. I, don't, I really don't want to even be in that. I don't understand Cause it because I'm like, I I I can't stand I can't stand the Europa League. Obviously, people will go, oh yeah, but we won yesterday. You know, you're not happy about winning yesterday. I am. I'm ecstatic, but I hate this competition. I actually hate I hate playing on a Thursday and then playing on a Sunday I, I hate the teams that you play in it because <laughs> you know you have to go further and yeah, and and, it changes yeah. though, doesn't it? Next year, the format of it changes. I think um, so. They, they cut the games a lot next year. I think they've changed. It goes to knockouts earlier or something like yeah. that. So. I'd love us to win it. Don't get me wrong. I'd be absolutely ecstatic. Yeah, but yeah, I can't think about it. To I want to. Yeah, I want to. I want to go back to playing 
on the Tuesdays and the Wednesdays, I'm afraid. Well, that is a long shot, but even, but, get, but, even if we get pumped, I, I, I'd rather I'd rather play Champions League than this. Well, there is an argument at this point to say, at the very least, Champions League football this season is more likely than Europa League football because the only way you get Europa League is if you get in the top six. Yeah. And I think I think that's less. I tell you what, Bernard. I think that's less likely than us than, than us winning this one, even though even, even if I Great think this one's less likely. Do you know what I mean? So that's the, that's the weird. Um, sort of predicament that we're in but a good question um, sorry was that um, expat Goon I forget the yeah. name sorry expat Goon Mark uh, thank you mate just before we go predictions Sunday we play uh, 4.30 is it 4.30 yeah yeah, yeah. 4.30 game Sunday um, I am worried because I, I think he's lost both times against against Mourinho Mikel never beat him as a player or as a manager is he terrific yeah fantastic um, and yeah. we do seem to have a long collection of managers that can't get the better of um of, of him and um you, you, Mourinho's already started a little bit with the mind games obviously they're on form you know they've got the strikers you know pinging in goals left right and centre again and they feed off mistakes James and we give them an out like you know it's Halloween and, and a candy time do you know what I mean so mm. um What's your predictions? How do you think we might adjust the line up with the travel get back obviously yeah. they were at home we were away um, if he's, you know, I think uh, he was sick, wasn't he? Said, I, I think Cedric might play this one. Really? I, I, yeah, I don't think I don't think Bellerin after what happened in the away game. I don't think he got completely ripped a new one, didn't he, by Sun? And I, I yeah, I can't see it. I can't see it. And um, I said to you earlier as well. I know he won't drop Shaka, but I would potentially do like we did against Man United and put El Nenny and Party in and just play your fast players because Hoybjerg and Sissoko are going to want to blitz through. Um, my head is saying draw or a loss, but I'm going to go with heart <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm going to do this to win 2-1. Jesus. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm, I'm feeling... I'm feeling fruity. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one. Yeah. And you know what? I'm gonna go for Gabrielle again because they are rubbish at set piece defending. They are rubbish at set piece defending. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. So then, I'm gonna then, I'm gonna pick Gabrielle. The, 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 the odd thing about this is uh, I, I think I actually think we're a better footballing team but well no question I think we're a better footballing team mm. I just think we're so naive and at the top end of the pitch they have three players that are just they, they will finish yeah, any half charge you give them I told you he's, cut, he's done nothing all year but he's come back right yeah. good, he's come good yeah. right at the time where he plays us hasn't he? of yeah. course of course yeah so I just think I think I think we're, we're a Mourinho stream if you think about the two games we played against them under Mikel Arteta we were 1-0 up last season with Lacazette and uh, made two mm. really bad errors didn't we mm. from, one from a corner I think it was and one from a staffy um, yeah. and in this game obviously we made two really bad errors again well the, the first goal was unbelievable by some but the second goal yeah. obviously Parsi walks off really bad defensive errors to get caught up and, and Kane puts it in so I, I, I mm. think I think they'll just they'll just wait on those errors and and, and those errors don't seem to be being eradicated if any, anything they're becoming more frequent mm. so I think unless we we heavily, heavily play into a bit like we did in this game. Play into our uh, just, just being really, really forward thinking and trying to create and pen them back as much as we can. Um, I think the only way we win it is if it's a high-scoring game. To be honest, um, uh, because we're we're making an error. We're making an error or two, right? And and and, and they might not even need it. I mean, their their strikers are that good. They might not, not even. Win. We, <laughs> are we good enough to blow? 
No, like that, no, we're not. We should, I don't know. We, no, we're not. Oh, mate, if, <laughs> if it's if it's another, you know, four two or whatever, I'd I mean, love I'd, to see it. Of course, <laughs> Five, yeah, of three course, or whatever. But, yeah, give me it. Yeah, I'll have it. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I'll go two two. I'll go two two, and I'll go. Did you pick a first score? Yeah, I said Gabriel. Yeah, Gabriel. Yeah, I'll, I'll go two two, and I'll go. Um, for us, first score a Bamiang. I'll go Bamiang. Yeah. Um, but two two yeah and it's win or bust in the league I mean without without we I mean they're, they're mm. sort of seven ten points clear of us if, the, if we don't win that one aren't we so mm. win or bust but hopefully I think he'll be licking his lips at, at, at the kind of errors we've been making in the last four or five weeks so uh, um, Arteta has got to figure out how to eradicate those in the next two days but it doesn't seem to be happening yeah so. yeah, yeah. But, I think he I think on current balance as well if you're looking at it it's a massive, massive win if he gets it. Like it, it will do him a lot of favour in terms of fans that are not overly confident in him. If he wins the derby, at least, yeah, I think. You know, oh yeah, he, yeah. Oh yeah, be massive. Yeah, he, despite where the teams are in the bank. Yeah, despite where the teams are, and it is win or bust in the league. And I, I wonder what sort of changes he'll make. I think um, he'll probably still play Bamiang and Saka, but I think we could see changes <laughs> in the other two. Whether Smithrow plays, I think Smithrow will play. I think he'll mm. play in this game. I think he came on with the purpose of starting him in the in the next one. I'd like to see Smith and Pepe, to be honest. But, yeah, but I mean, we'll, I mean, well Willie Ann got an assist and he got taken off. So yeah, he'll start. Neil said it. He started. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. He'll yeah. start. He'll start. It'll be interesting to see what sort of centre back pairing we play. Whether we stick with Gabriel with Luis. Looks like Luis is sort of the mainstay now. He's taken over from Rob Holding, mm. who's who's been demoted to our fourth choice no. centre back after a while. No, and I wouldn't the, change him. It's like like I said a minute ago, set piece. They're shocking. Yeah, my only concern with Gabriel is, um, unlike Mari, I, I think he's got. I, I still agree with you. I think he's the best centre back. He just sometimes goes looking for the ball and gets a little close. And if you remember yeah. the Southampton red card, he did yeah. it. Basically, his booking was that that in this game. He mm-hmm. just gets too touch tight, and someone swivels on him. And I, I and, and and that's the only thing because they they've got players that will do that for fun, haven't they? Let's oh, so, yeah. That's my only concern. I see a little bit more maturity at times from Mari yeah. in that situation, though I do think mm. the attributes are, are with Gabriel. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely getting a penalty or something, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kane has backed into a player. Yeah, we've, got, we've got too many idiots and they've got too many of the smart, like I call it, dark arts players. So they're, defi- they're definitely getting a penalty or something, 100%. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. But hey, we'll we uh, we'll wait for Sunday and then hopefully be mm-hmm. back on that. I'm um, hopefully we've had some recording issues. Hopefully both these recordings are meshed together and we can thank our editor Anthony. Uh, yeah, cheers, Anthony. So, thank <laughs> you for listening to us. Listen on YouTube. Listen on um, type in purely Arsenal podcast on YouTube or just purely Arsenal. And you'll see us um, at purely Arsenal FP on Twitter. Um, feed us in your questions. We're usually pretty active on that account, and we will be back after the. North London Derby. James, thank you very much. Thank you, mate. Take care. All right.